Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and as we get ready for the fantasy football playoffs, we need to go ahead and add some defenses to give our team that extra oomph for this week to guarantee maybe we get ourselves the bye week, or maybe this is the week you need to win to get into the playoffs. So in today's video, we're talking about my top five defenses to stream for week number 14 of the 2023 fantasy football season, as well as at the end of the video, talking about four additional defenses defenses that I think you guys might want to look at for the week. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number 14 defenses to stream for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with my number one defense to be streaming on the week, the Green Bay Packers at the New York Football Giants in MetLife. This is one of two games on Monday Night Football, so we have the Packers at the Giants, as well as the Miami Dolphins going up against the Tennessee Titans in Miami. Both of these games kick off at the exact same time, and both of the games, if we're being honest with you, aren't really the best. We have two good teams going up against two pretty stinky teams. So the Packers defense is being rostered in 24.4% of leagues on ESPN and 26.3% on NFL. The Packers defense has definitely been on fire as of recently. Last night on Sunday Night Football, the Packers defense locked Mahomes into jail and threw away the key. I'm locked up. Don't let me out, right? This was a game where Patrick Mahomes looked flustered. This Chiefs offense was pretty limp dick and the Packers defense, like I said, is on fire because not only did the Packers beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, eating that W 27-19, to having three sacks, one INT, and 19 points allowed. They also are coming off a Thursday victory on Thanksgiving up against a Lions offense that has been relatively potent all season. A great Lions offense, and they turned Jared Goff into a fumble machine. So I'm not here to lie to you guys and say that the Packers defense has been amazing all season and that the Packers defense hasn't faced some trials and tribulations being up and down. But as of recently, the Packers defense is rock hard. They are Viagra hard. And I fully expect the Packers defense to be able to shut the door on the Giants offense. I love Tommy DeVito. I'll be rooting for him. But when push comes to shove, we know what is going to happen. The Packers defense is going to decimate the Giants. The Giants have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Tommy DeVito is going to be getting rocked all game long. And I think that the Packers defense is going to be the best defense to stream on the week. Now, the Giants were on bye last week, so we got to go back to week number 12 for their opponent's defensive stats. In that game, it was the Giants versus the Patriots at home in MetLife. They lose, or the, the Giants win 10-7. The Patriots defense take the L 7-10. Six sacks, one fumble recovery, 10 points allowed. Again, five plus sacks feel almost like a guarantee for the Packers. And I think that Tommy DeVito is going to struggle in a big way in this spot. I think the Packers, in one of two games on Monday Night Football, are going to put on a masterclass. This is a Packers team that has playoff aspirations. And if the defense keeps humming like this while Jordan Love is playing this well... 
this is a team that could potentially make some noise in the playoffs. So the Packers defense up against a shit tier Giants offense. To me, they're a no-brainer pickup as my number one defense to stream on the week. At number two, we got the Houston Texans at the New York Jumbo Jets. Now, funny enough, and it really isn't that funny, we have two games in a row on that MetLife turf. I'm sure everything's going to go fine, right? Knock on wood, we don't root for injuries. I'm not rooting for injuries here. Right? I'm a Dolphins fan. Jalen Phillips tore his Achilles on the same field that Rodgers did. Right? The turf in MetLife is terrible. Why in the fuck are there two games in a row at the same stadium? Back-to-back days. It doesn't make any sense. But hey, don't shoot the messenger. Right? I'm just the guy talking about it. Texans defense going up against the Jets on Sunday. 13.7% roster on ESPN, 4.8% roster on NFL. Now, it still feels like a mystery as to which quarterback will suit up as the starter against the Texans for the Jets. Boyle looked bad, but Simeon looked like a blind dog. You know, everyone kind of has that friend that has a blind dog, right? Normally, the dog is white. It's a little dog, and it pisses everywhere, right? That's what Simeon looked like out there. Maybe they go back to Zach Wilson, but I doubt that. So whichever scrub, whichever schlub they throw out there is going to get annihilated, fed to the Wolves from the Texans defense. This Texans defense was all over Mr. Unlimited on Sunday against the Broncos. They eat the W 22 to 17, three sacks, three INTs, and 17 points allowed. Stingley looked like prime Deion Sanders or something out there, right? A gazillion picks looking like that bland fella from the Cowboys, right? It was unreal. The Texans' defense shut down. And again, this wasn't Russell Wilson from earlier in the season. This isn't Russell Wilson from last year. That's a turnover machine, right? That's cooking up like a McDonald's meal. This is a Russell Wilson that's been cooking up five-star Michelin meals like fucking Gordon Ramsay out there. And the Texans' defense suffocated that offense. This is a Texans' defense that I've been talking about all year as low-key, kind of sneaky good. You know, not a defense that's like amazing, that everyone's banging the drum, giving the gawk gawk 9,000 special to, the dick suck special. But hey, this is a defense that is solid. Their head coach, D'Amico Ryans, is a defensive guru, and all these players are kind of gelling quite well. And now they're going up against a Jets defense that I could get a sack, right? I could sack Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, or Zach Wilson, whoever goes out there. The Falcons defense, week 13 at the Jets, W13-8 in the rain, four sacks, one INT, two fumble recoveries, and six points allowed. Two of the points the Jets scored were on a safety, right? The Falcons defense isn't amazing. No one is claiming they are. And I said the same exact thing last week when I wanted to stream the Falcons' defense. You are trying to target your defense, regardless of how great they are, up against bad offenses. And the Giants and the Jets are textbook definitions of bad offenses. Next up, we move to defense to stream number three. If you guys have enjoyed thus far and you are new to the channel, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It helped me out a ton. So we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers, a division rivalry matchup. The Panthers are already eliminated. It's Jover for the Panthers. They've been eliminated from the playoffs. 58.6% rostered on ESPN for the Saints. 35.5% uh, rostered on NFL. Saints defense, week 13 versus the Lions. Things weren't pretty. 
The Saints defense got spit-roasted. Now, in the second half, they started to make a comeback. It was like, oh, maybe the Saints, maybe the Lions are a little bit fraudulent. The Lions this, the Lions that. And then, ultimately, it doesn't matter. The Saints lose 28-33. to One sack from the Saints defense and 33 points allowed. The Saints defense, definitely very underwhelming compared to what I thought they were going to be going into the season. But, again, you don't need a Goliath. You don't need King Kong Godzilla out there to beat the Carolina Panthers offense. The Buccaneers defense, that's pretty just eh against the Panthers. They win 21 to 18, four sacks, one INT, 18 points allowed. I will give it to the Panthers after they fired Frank Reich and they brought in their special teams coach to be the interim head coach, right? It feel it really did feel like they were buzzing around a little bit more. Like, maybe the offense had a little bit more juice. The team had a little bit more juice. They were playing together, kind of like when the Raiders fired McDaniels, right? And then Alec Pierce takes over, or Aiden Pierce, whatever his name is. I apologize. Alec Pierce is the receiver on the Colts, right? He takes over. Antonio Pierce, I think his name is actually. I apologize if I got his name wrong. AP, like, going psycho. Shout out Post Malone. Yeah, so, you know, that interim coach buzz does work, but... It wasn't even enough for the Panthers to beat the Bucks. Again, the Saints' defense are not world beaters. The Saints' defense, frankly, just isn't very good. But Bryce Young makes bad decisions. Bryce Young is going to get sacked. Bryce Young is going to potentially fumble. He's going to either fumble or throw an interception and get sacked a bunch. So that's a defense you want to be streaming. The defense going up against an offense that is basically inept, a dumpster fire of an offense in the Carolina Panthers. At number four, we move to the cold like Minnesota Vikings at the Los Vegas Raiders in Viva Las Vegas. 30.8% rostered on ESPN, 22.7% rostered on NFL for the Vikings defense. Now, the Vikings were on bye last week, so we got to go back to week number 12, their primetime matchup against the Bears. This was a game, if you guys don't remember, I'm sure everyone remembers, this was a game where both offenses basically had whiskey dick. They were both limp dick. They could not do anything. The Vikings lose 10 to 12. Josh Dobbs is a turnover machine. Justin Fields looks like Stevie fucking Wonder trying to do anything. It was embarrassing. Like, it was a very hard game to watch. Vikings get the W, or actually they eat the L. The Bears actually won a game, which I know was so shocking that I said it wrong. The Vikings lose 10 to 12. The Vikings defense, three sacks, two fumble recoveries, 12 points allowed. Now, the Raiders are a team that are kind of interesting because it seems like in the first couple of drives of the game, under their new head coach, Aiden O'Connell typically comes out hot. Right? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, while how great the Vikings defense has been recently when Brian Flores kind of whipped these guys into shape, right? It wouldn't surprise me if Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders just walk right into the end zone instantly, right? And maybe they get up 10-0 to early on. But then after that, that's about all the boom-boom firepower the Raiders offense has. They are a team that comes out the gate hot, and then they jump into a a cold plunge, right? They jump into an ice bath because they go from so hot to so cold incredibly fast. Like, they had the Chiefs. Now, the Raiders were a team that were also on bye last week, so we got to hop in the DeLorean, Marty McFly style, and go back to Week 12 for their opponent's defensive stats. So, the Chiefs were on... They were getting pushed into the ropes, right? The the Raiders are pushing forward. They've got them up against the ropes, right? And they're not doing the Ali rope-a-dope, right? They're fucking eating punches, right? They're eating a million punches. They get knocked down, right? Tyson Fury against Wilder. And you know what happens? Just like Undertaker, just like 
Tyson Fury, they wake up, right? The Chiefs eventually wake up. And while the Raiders, it was like, oh my God, the Chiefs are frauds, this, that, and the other thing. The Chiefs win 31 to 17. The Chiefs defense was all right. One sack, 17 points allowed. I think the Vikings defense is pretty comparable to the Chiefs defense at this point. Again, the Raiders offense just after the first quarter of the game runs out of juice, right? They run out of fuel. And it's not like Drake and Josh where they're like, is E stand for extra fuel? No, E is empty. Al, nothing extra, right? They're going to come out hot. I can already see it coming. Pause, right? I know what's going to happen. The Vikings are going to be back against the ropes. Haymakers, right? Josh Allen touchdown. Not Josh Allen. Josh Jacobs touchdown, right? Or Devontae Adams touchdown. Jacoby Myers touchdown, right? And then, you know, the, the Vikings offense might come out a little limp dick, right? They come out a little soft. And then, you know, the Raiders hit him with another haymaker. Bam, right? Maybe now it's 10-0. And then that's all the Raiders have, right? They've blown their load. We're one quarter into the game, and that's it. That's probably exactly what's going to happen. So the Vikings defense against the Raiders should be fine. Again, O'Connell will definitely throw a pick. Maybe two. He's going to get sacked a couple times. The Vikings defense just feels fine in this spot. Again, I'm not going to sit here and bang the drum aggressively for them. They feel just fine. Before we move on into the final defense to stream, as well as the additional defenses to stream that we're talking about at the very end, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and Underdog has a great offer for you guys today. But first, I want to explain how the Underdog Pick'em works. So we're going to be talking about tonight, Monday Night Football, the Bengals at the Jaguars. So we have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two different teams. So we're going to take one Bengal and one Jacksonville Jaguar. First, we're going to go ahead and go with Evan McPherson, higher than one and a half field goals made. I think the Bengals might be able to move the ball past the 50, and then McPherson will do his work from there. This isn't a Bengals offense with Jake Browning that I expect to be scoring a bunch, but I do think that Evan McPherson can get at least two field goals in this game. And then for the Jaguars, want to go ahead and go with Calvin Ridley, higher than 56 and a half receiving yards with... Jones now back on the team, back with the team. Ridley's been balling a lot better, playing a lot better, and I think he replicates that this week against the Bengals. So if both of these hit, we'll get three times our entry fee. If you do three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Obviously, all of the picks have to hit. Now, if you live in one of the states listed on your screen right now, and you are new to Underdog and use promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description, you'll get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. You deposit $100. They give an additional $150, additional $50, 25 additional 25 the minimum deposit on underdog is ten dollars if you have a gambling problem please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER Back on into things here. Final defense to stream before we get into the additional defenses. The Indianapolis Colts at the Cincinnati Bengals. 25.7% rostered on ESPN. 32.9% rostered on NFL. Now, I don't know what the Colts have been drinking. If they're they're waking up on the right side of the bed, the bed or something. Because they've been eating their Wheaties. Because, holy fuck, the Colts defense has been amazing over the last couple of weeks. The Colts were all over the Titans in Tennessee. Now, I know Derrick Henry kind of ran train against them, right? Scored those two touchdowns, but Colts win 31-28 to in overtime. Six sacks, two fumble recoveries, a touchdown, 26 points allowed. This is a defense that forces a lot of turnovers. This is a Colts defense that's very fun to watch. They are very, I would say, it almost feels like they're always hunting for the ball, right? It's not some bend, don't break, like let them advance. They're very aggressive. And it turns into a lot of turnovers. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals with Jake Browning dropped 21 plus 
on the Colts, but I think that Browning is going to get hit a bunch. I think that there's going to be picks, and I think there might be a fucking touchdown from the Colts defense. Now, again, if you look at the roster of the Colts defense, they don't look great, right? They're kind of like a diamond in the rough, and maybe this is a Linsanity run, right? Maybe the Colts defense cools down, becomes ice cold. Or not the Col Did I say the Chiefs defense? I meant the Colts defense, right? They kind of cool off. Maybe, right? But why not take the chance against the Bengals with, I know they've got Jamar Chase, they got T. He Higgins, they got Tyler Boyd, they got Mixon, but they don't have Burrow, right? If Joe Burrow was starting in this game, we wouldn't be talking about the Colts, even with how how good they've looked recently. We wouldn't be talking about them because that would be ludicrous. Luda, right? It would be. But against Jake Browning, it makes a decent amount of sense. Now, the Bengals have not played yet because they play tonight on Monday Night Football against the Jaguars. So we got to go back to week number 12. We went back to week 12 like 15 times already. Steelers defense, week 13 at the Cincinnati Bengals. W, 16 to 10 for the Steelers. Four sacks, one INT, 10 points allowed. Now, is the Colts defense as good as the Steelers defense? Fuck no, baby. But could the Colts defense again pressure Browning enough into him making mistakes? Again, Jake Browning is not the greatest quarterback on earth, right? Everyone knows that, right? Is he a little bit better than people might give him credit for? Sure. But again, it's not like he's some top 12 quarterback. It's not like he's Gardner Minshew when Anthony Richardson went down, right? Or it's not like he's Nick Foles, nine-inch Nick when Carson Wentz got hurt, right? That's just not the type of guy that he is. So Colts defense up against Jake Browning. Seems like there's some pretty solid defenses to stream this week. The first three, uber confident in those guys. Those are... Very exciting defense. The Packers, the Texans, the Saints, and the Vikings, the, the Colts. I still feel confident in them, but I would definitely think the top three are in a different tier. Again, that doesn't mean that the Vikings or the Colts are bad by any means because, again, we just talked about them so so fondly, right? We just had a nice conversation about them. So now we move on in. Before we get on out of here, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below. We'll just give you some bonus defenses, additional defenses to stream. Now, they probably aren't available, but if they are, you should definitely... Run on into the waiver wire like Lightning McQueen speed and add them. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Patriots. This is a prime time game. I don't know why, but this is on prime time. I know. No Kenny Pickett. Kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky. The Patriots offense is terrible. The Steelers defense is great, even with TJ Watt hurt. So I, I'm running with the Steelers. The Dolphins versus the Titans. Will Levis did look pretty decent and has looked good twice this season, but this is a Dolphins defense that, you know, some people are talking about maybe the Commander's offense might be sneaky good. No, shut the door completely on them. The Commander's, def uh, the Commander's offense could not do anything. They had him in a stranglehold. The Dolphins defense was all over him. Terry McLaurin had nothing. He was running wind sprints out there after the game. He said, oh, I was just doing cardio out there, right? The Dolphins' defense is not the Dolphins' defense from earlier on in the season. Ever since Jalen Ramsey came back, he's like the skeleton key for this defense, and normally the Dolphins' defense dominates against bad offenses. The Ravens up against the Rams. The Rams' offense actually has been percolating a little bit. They've been looking a lot better, but the Ravens' defense is the Ravens' defense. They are very, very good. And then the 49ers versus the Seahawks. Again, the Seahawks are kind of on fire, right? They looked really good up against the Cowboys, but against the 49ers, no dice for them. I think that the 49ers defense is going to really do Geno Smith dirty. Again, I'm not saying like injury-wise, I don't root for injuries, but I just think Geno Smith is going to really struggle. 
going to be thrown on the struggle bus in this one. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying today's video, please make sure you do hit that subscribe button down below if you're new. Whether you are new to the channel or not, make sure you leave a like on today's video. It helped me out a ton. If you guys want to go ahead and check out the video later, we'll be talking about the week number 14 top 10 must-add waiver wire pickups. If you are not a part of the Patreon and want to join the Patreon, you get access to my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have for $7.50, link in the video description or in the pinned comment. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. It's almost playoff time, baby. Let's get excited. Love you guys. Have a great one. As always, good boy!